This is Prep Spotlight on 740thefan.com. Stay up to date with high school athletics up and down the Red River Valley. Here's your host, Chase Miller. It's the last Prep Spotlight before the month of October. I can't believe it. That means area championships will be in full swing. We'll get to state titles as well. We've already seen the Grand Forks Red River girls win the EDC East Region Golf Tournament. Fargo Shanley took second. Maggie Manson of West Fargo Cheyenne, she came in second in the individual honors. They're going to have their Class A Girls State Tournament in North Dakota October 1st and 2nd in Jamestown. And with that, welcome to another edition of Prep Spotlight here on 740thefan.com. I'm Chase Miller. Coming up, we're going to hear from Tom Clapp, the head volleyball coach for the Northern Cash Jaguars. They've had a phenomenal season so far. They have just over a month left in the regular season. We'll hear from Tom how Northern Cash has got to where they've been so far, which is atop the Region 1 standings and, I bl- and only one loss so far on the season uh, for Northern Cash. We'll also hear from in just a moment, that's the head football coach for the Detroit Lakes Lakers, Josh Ameg. The Lakers are 4-0 on the season. They've been in the top 10 in the Class 4A poll. We'll hear from him and a whole lot more coming up with Coach Ameg in a moment. But this weekend, right here on 740 The Fan and 104.7 Duke FM, on the fan, it's a top-ranked showdown between Fargo Shanley and Bismarck St. Mary's. Both teams are 5-0 in Class AA. The Deacons are going up to Class 3A next year, so this is the last regular season matchup for both teams being in Class 2A. The game you can listen to on Friday night at 7 o'clock from Shanley. Bismarck St. Mary's at Fargo Shanley at 7 o'clock on Friday night, and they've been dominant in Class AA. If you take a look at their records in the last five seasons since 2013, including this year, when you take away their head-to-head matchups, the Deacons and the Saints have a combined 103 wins, 2-6 losses. That game will be again on Friday night at 7 o'clock on 740 The Fan. And then on 104.7 Duke FM, this is no slouch of a game either. This is essentially the Region 1 regular season championship with the winner controlling their own destiny. Loser has a chance to finish in second in the Region 1 standings. It's Kindred and Hillsborough Central Valley at Kindred. Now, the Vikings of Kindred only lost this season to Carrington, who's pretty much been number one or number two in the polls this entire season with Hillsborough Central Valley being one, then Carrington number two. For Hillsborough Central Valley, they have a 17-game winning streak on the line. They haven't lost since being reclassified at Class A last season, the defending champs in Class A as well. So Hillsborough Central Valley, the Burroughs at the Kindred Vikings at 7 o'clock on Friday night, and that'll be on 104.7 Duke FM. Bob Roy should have the call. Should be a couple of good high school football games on Friday night on the fan and Duke FM. But with us now is the head football coach for the Detroit Lakes Lakers. That's Josh Ameng. And Josh, what has so far impressed you about your 4-0 starting being in the polls for most of the season so far, Josh? So I think that um, the key to our start has been just the way that we've been able to be physical uh, with with teams, and, and that's kind of our mentality, you know, and that's kind of a uh, an old traditional thing that we used to do here in Detroit Lakes, and certainly that's uh, who we want to be and uh, what we focused on. So I, I guess I'm proud of our our kids for uh, for embracing that and, and uh, you know starting out being physical in those games, and I think that that's allowed us to have success. And, Josh, let's kind of go from there because you've had, as you mentioned, pretty good success this year, and there's probably a couple couple individual players that uh, stand out anytime you're looking at a high school football team. I could probably go right to Isaiah Thompson and what he can do out of the backfield or a specialist, maybe your quarterback and Max Gunderson. Uh, so who are some of the players that have really uh, you know outperformed maybe what you thought they could do coming in this season? 
Uh, actually, uh, it's not so skill guys. Uh, if there's guys that we've had that have all performed, it's been our line. Our offensive line is a, is a tough crew, you know, and they're a physical bunch of guys. A lot of them are wrestlers, and they've had a lot of success uh, in the wrestling room as well. Um, and I think that I'm just really pleased with how those guys come to work each day and how physical they are and how good that they want to be in. You know, you mentioned some of our skill guys. When our old line plays well, boy, we're we're tough to stop, you know, and, and we do have dangerous players that we can spread the ball around to and, and uh but yeah, I really think that it's our our linemen and, and then a few of those linebackers on defense who are just having a really good year that that uh have made us even better than, you know, what we maybe thought coming into this year. Josh, you kind of mentioned about some of those guys being wrestlers. How much can you, we always hear this, I think, in football, if you're a really good wrestler, you might have a chance to be a really good football player or vice versa because you got to use your hands, and it's especially mm-hmm. true on the offense and defensive line. So how much similarity or what can they take from that one sport as wrestling into the sport as an offensive lineman understanding what they have to do with their body, their feet, and their hands? How, how valuable is that to an offensive line? Boy, that's really valuable, and I think we also have a lot of those guys that are out for track, and uh, we really believe in that, that connection between football and track and field, and so we get those guys out there throwing and working together, too, in the spring, and, you know, with those uh, three things, so the football, wrestling, and track, man, you can uh, you can really, you know, get those guys uh, dialed in as far as team-wise and mentally, and then also, you know, physically, so... So, yeah, I mean, we, we certainly want our kids to be multi-sport athletes, and I think it's really good for those linemen especially. And, you know, wrestling transfers really well just because it's, it's such a physical sport. that You know, you kind of have that mentality before you even start start uh, putting the pads on, so that's good. Josh Ameng, head football coach for the Detroit Lakers, with us here on Prep Spotlight. Upcoming games, you still have Pequot Lakes on your schedule, DGF, East Grand Forks, and Thief River Falls. All of those teams are having a pretty good seasons before you get into postseason play. So uh, my question for you, Josh, great start. But how do you finish for the next couple of weeks to try to be in the top half of your section before you get to the postseason? Yeah, good question. We uh, certainly aren't satisfied with um, where we're at, you know, and I think our mentality is we haven't really won anything yet. So, you know, the challenge is to come out every day and practice and try to get better. We have started out 4-0. We do have people excited and, and whatnot, but our focus really is on just each day in practice trying to get better at what we're doing and uh, we know that none of these games are going to be you know it's not like we're going to just go in there and and win them just because we're showing up we have to play well and we expect to play well so yeah we got a lot of work left ahead of us here I know you're a former alum of DL so probably I would have to ask this question you know for replacing a very legendary coach in Flint uh, Machenbacher and, and I believe Josh that you were able to play under him as well so how fun was that for you to come back as a former alum and take over a program which you saw kind of Coach Machenbacher built? And you mentioned about the toughness. Do you do you still instill that in the guys from what you learned from from Flint to what you're trying to preach now as the head coach for the Lakers? Yeah, I mean that's you know it is really it, it was a dream job for me. You know, I was down in the city for 13 years and and uh, was very lucky to be able to come back and certainly. We want to, like I said earlier, we want to be uh, like we were. You know, we want to have that mentality of we're going to do things right. We're going to be physical. And, you know, if someone's going to beat us, then you're going to have to be really good, right? We're not going to beat ourselves. 
Um, and that's all stuff that, that certainly I learned from coach Mankey and from Flint, you know, and, um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's important. Josh, what, what made coming back to Detroit Lakes send the right decision from your time in, uh, you know, the twin cities, as you mentioned earlier? Well, I think it was just, you know, a lot of it had to do too with, with our, my kids, you know, they're at the right age for us to be able to move. And, and, uh, my wife and I were looking for a change, you know, we're both from outstate, uh, Minnesota. And so, you know, it was just kind of, it, it just happened to work out, to be honest, we were looking to move and then the job came open and, and uh, you know, it was more of that, that stuff played into it. But like I said, it's just uh, very fortunate to have, have this opportunity to come back and, and do it. How about the community sport that's with the Laker football program and, and kind of what you have seen in your time as a player, but also your time as a head coach, Josh? Boy, I'll tell you, especially coming from the city, it's, it's really rare. The community support that we have, holy, the amount of fans that we get, the, the media attention, you know, I always say that every Friday to our, uh, our radio guys here from KDLM that, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of those schools in the metro they don't have a radio station they don't have guys that follow them and broadcast the games and do all that stuff for your kids after you know and give them that uh, that opportunity so so yeah i would say it's it's very rare you know you <laughs> for a town our size to have that many fans there every friday and and uh, the excitement and and all that stuff it's really good for kids and i that's what i keep saying but it's it's true you know they it's good for our town and and we're so, certainly trying to get back to where where we were as far as you know having some success not just in the regular season but uh but at the end of the year because I know that that's a big deal for the town too last thing for you Josh before I let you go and we thank you again for your time you mentioned about the Minneapolis St. Paul the Twin Cities and, and rural I'm sure uh, just like in any state if you're from the rural area you feel like you have something to prove against a bigger town or a bigger team but in terms of the players on the field how much similarity and how much difference is it from you know a Brooklyn Park or a Maple Grove compared to a Detroit Lakes or a Barnesville or a Holly outside of probably the number one thing is the numbers just a number of kids that you probably have coming out but how close on the field for skill and just kind of what you run is similar or different from uh you know a twin cities program josh well i'll tell you what i was at chan hassan uh before i came here and uh we had a really good staff there still really good friends with those guys um but our staff here is just as good and and i'm you know when i talk about our staff uh, we're as good as any in the state as far as i've seen and as far as the skill level and what the, the experience that the kids get, you know, I, I coached against Eden Prairie. I coached against all those big, big schools. And, you know, minus that we probably don't have as many Division One players as they do. Our kids get the same experience as theirs. And certainly, you know, we're not going to be afraid of, of those teams uh, if we can happen to get up and into those games and play against them here at the end. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm pleased with our skill level. You know, we can throw and catch the ball. We can run the ball. And, uh, you know, that's much like I've seen in the Metro in my time down there. Josh Hameng, head football coach for the Lakers. They go up against Pequot Lakes coming up on Friday night at 6 o'clock. Josh, thanks so much for your time and best of luck throughout the regular season. Thank you. I appreciate it.
Prep Spotlight here on 740thefan.com. We're going to go into the volleyball scene a little bit. As up in Hunter, there's a really good team going on right now in North Dakota Class B Region 1 Volleyball, and that is the Northern Cash Jaguars. And with us is Tom Clapp, the head uh, volleyball coach for Northern Cash. And, Tom, it's it's crazy to think that there's only about a month left of the regular season, but you guys have been in some tournaments so far. You've won your own tournament to start the year. You took second out in Valley City in the Optimist Tournament. So how's everything been going on the volleyball court this year, Tom? Yeah, it is kind of crazy to think. It always seems like it sneaks up on you how fast it goes. But so far this season, you know, we started off better than I think we could have hoped for. It seems like we, most years you come in and you kind of got to spend two weeks or three weeks starting over. And this year, uh, we didn't really have that. We kind of jumped out to a pretty good start winning our tournament. And and we played really well in the Valley City tournament as well. So really trying to build on what we have started already. We we still have a lot of room for improvement, um, but so far a good start. Yeah, about six seniors on this team. So how much experience did you bring back from last year's team? And, and did that help kind of, Tom, into what you were talking about, how you just kind of hit the floor running to start this year? Yeah, you know, we basically have our entire team back from last year. The the team that we started at the end of last year is the same group that we have back. So that definitely helps. Uh, we, we've seen a huge improvement in probably the, more of the mental side of the game, where last year we saw some some players get kind of mentally uh, frazzled and down during games. We haven't seen that. They, they're a lot mentally are a lot more mentally tough this year, able to work through some adversity on the floor, uh, which makes you know just the overall success a, a lot better so far. I know you still have some big games coming up. You have Oak Grove, you know, there's Enderlin, Hankinson, and Central Cass. How how good is a Region One volleyball this year at the top with some of those teams that I just mentioned, Tom? You know, Region One's always a, a pretty strong region. Uh, we tend to have a lot of depth within that region. Whenever you're playing teams from Region 1, uh, you feel like you're going to see some good competition. It's going to push you. Uh, and it's a pretty good benchmark for where you are and in comparison to the rest of the state. You know, it, it always just kind of goes to show that no matter what, what you do on a given day, uh, um, you can always run the risk of, of losing a game uh, to just about anybody. So, you know, Richland's a, a really good team. Oak Grove's a good team. Cass is a good team. Uh, we're, we're obviously a good team. Higginson's a good team. There's so many good teams in there that uh, you just have to be super, super consistent all year long. Uh, Tom, what it's kind of made the last couple of years, Northern Kansas has had some pretty quality teams you know, in volleyball. I know you're going through the system like any high school a team does. Maybe some years are better than others, depending on the number of kids you have out or if you're uh, starting a lot of underclassmen then once they get to be upperclassmen. But it seems like every year in and year out, Northern Kansas is always uh, right up there, either in the middle or the top of Region 1. What has made uh, that school, that community, just kind of succumb come and support high school volleyball? Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I wish I knew the, the <laughs> whole answer. Um, but I, I can tell you, like, our, our, our J.O. program, our, our youth programs are super strong. Well, we have some fantastic um, parents and leaders that, that do that stuff for us. So by the time they, they actually do get to, to high school, we have a, a fantastic culture of volleyball being a, a big sport, an athletic sport. Everybody wants to be involved in it. And it really goes back all the way down to about well, third and fourth grade. We have people doing stuff with our third and fourth grade kids at that level. So it just builds and grows from there. And the last five, six years, seven years even, it's been the ongoing growing culture in our building. Don't know how it happened. Glad to be a part of it, though. Someone might ask, you know, where is Northern Cass if they if they're from a different part of the state or maybe they're from uh, Minnesota, right? Because it's it's right. We call it the Palace on the Prairie. It's right right in the middle there, uh, up around Hunter. But what's the best description that you can give about you know, obviously you teaching at Northern Cass on a daily mm-hmm. basis, but also uh, being a head coach here for the volleyball team, Tom? What would you best say that describes Northern Cass? 
you know, we, we just say it's a school that was built out in the middle of a cornfield because uh, it, it really was. It, you know, it used to be a cornfield out here, but we've, we've uh, definitely took the land that was donated to us and, and built a school, built a great environment out here. We have all the resources and all the facilities right out here in the middle of a centrally located school. We, we pull from, you know, four or five different towns, and instead of putting the school in one town, they built it centrally located. Uh, I think it's been a really good thing for, for the culture instead of, having this town versus that town or whatever, everybody just comes here and we're all part of the same thing. But until you actually come out here and see the school, you don't realize like, it's a really nice school. It's a, we have some fantastic facilities. It's, you know, just people I really haven't heard too much about it. For you, Tom, again, we're talking with Tom Claphead, volleyball coach for Northern Cast, the Jags. And how did kind of you get into your volleyball coaching career? What did you like about the sport to kind of say, you know what, on top of teaching, I also want to help out on the volleyball side. Sounds a little cliche, but it's always, I think most coaches probably get into coaching because they, they probably played when they were younger, had some fantastic coaches along the way, or maybe they had some terrible coaches along the way, and they want to have that same opportunity to give back to, to the new youth. And it's no different for me. That's probably the, the biggest reason why I got into it was an opportunity to give back. And I grew up playing volleyball. I grew up in Canada, in British Columbia. So I played volleyball my whole life. And to bring it down here, to bring that with me, and I think it's actually helped some of the culture here uh, in at Northern Cass, knowing that as as a male athlete, you know I played volleyball and it's a super athletic game. We've been able to shift some of that culture from, you know, maybe it's just a girls' game to no, this is a super athletic game and you need really good athletes to play it. So I think bringing that experience with me has been important for me and staying with with the program. Do you think, Tom, because of your time in Canada, and as you mentioned, being a former athlete, which is always kind of a background, it seems like, for a lot of coaches, that they played it at some point, and they kind of can get back into it coaching, just kind of stay with uh, the sport that they love or the sport that they've kind of grown up with. Do you ever think that that might hit the States? It, it kind of has in some fashions, but do you ever think it will hit the Midwest a little bit more where you might see a, a men's you know, volleyball league or a men's volleyball tournament moving forward? I hope so. Um, and I think it's starting to, to filter out. Over here, I think, uh, like, a lot of the colleges and things are now, um, they have a lot of club teams, and you're starting to see it more at that level. And I think it's just a matter of time before it starts to filter down into into the high school levels and stuff. But it, it's going to be a while, but I hope so. Last thing for you, Tom, before you let you go, we mentioned about a month left in the regular season. So what's it going to take to continue to try to be at the top of Region 1, try to be a top three seed, obviously, going into the region tournament? And then we know what uh, obviously lies ahead if you're able to play well in the postseason. But what's it going to take this last month of the year to continue to play that level of volleyball that you've played so far? For us, it's it's we have so many really volleyball players. And I've, we've never had a team with this much depth before. So when we get into practice and we can go – uh, six on six in practice. It, it's like having two really solid varsity teams practice against each other. So if we can bring uh, the energy to practice every day and continue to focus and, and just bring that intensity with us, um, it's going to carry over to games. So for us, it's really where it starts. It has to start in the practice gym and making sure we're bringing that level of play and that level of intensity every single day. Because at some point in the season, you're going to need that and you're going to have to rely on it. So if we're not doing that practice, it's going to catch up with us at some point. Tom Clapp, head volleyball coach for Northern Cast. Thanks so much for your time, and best of luck throughout the rest of the season, Tom. Thank you very much.
That's head volleyball coach for the Northern Cash Jaguars, Tom Clapp, with us here in another edition of Prep Spotlight on 740thefan.com. And thanks in part to, as well, the Lakers head football coach of Detroit Lakes, Josh Amang, for joining us a little bit earlier on in the episode. If you have any thoughts, comments, or ideas, maybe someone or a team is doing well in your backyard or doing well within the community, you can email chase.miller at mwcradio.com. That's chase.miller at mwcradio.com. Give us your thoughts, your ideas, your opinions, and upcoming stories that you would like to hear a little bit more about here on Prep Spotlight. Until October the 3rd, that's next Wednesday, we'll speak with you then. Thanks again for listening to another edition of Prep Spotlight here on 740thefans.com. You want control.